0: Hall of jockey Mike Smith. We're
1: listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson's Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and we're in the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And I have a very special guest that's been on the show with us before, and that is Linda Pirelli. She is in demand throughout the world, but she makes time for me (laughs) as a teacher, a presenter, and she continues to develop concepts for better horsemanship, leadership, and confidence. Linda is the most highly rated Pirelli instructor and is a huge part of the team that makes Pirelli horsemanship very, very successful. Linda, it's lovely to have you back. Always great to be here. Before we start, I have to get to the question about the wrist, yes, or everybody this? will be wondering. I know.
0: Well, I broke my wrist in a freak accident, and everyone goes, well, aren't they all freak accidents? Yes. But this really was. I was riding a very challenging horse, and um, I had a really nice session with him. And then I thought, well, let's just relax and go into the pond. He loves going in the pond. And so we were in there, and he was pawing and splashing and having fun. And then I went to leave, and he stopped and did it again, and then he exploded. And This broke on the way up, not from hitting the ground. I kind of fell half in the water and half out of the water. And I didn't even realize my wrist was broken at first because I landed on my butt. And then I saw my wrist and was like, yep, and you were like broken. So it actually broke on the way up with the force of the explosion. Really? Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was his boot was coming off and it scared him so who really knows and so you know people it's really funny because i've had a couple of comments about it um you know one of them is well it's good to know you're human it's like yeah you know we are human thankfully this happens very very rarely you know we rarely have accidents with horses and um the second thing is um people go well what would you do differently and, well, in hindsight, I wouldn't go in the pond. <laughs> By that time, it's too late, right? Yes, exactly. So the good news is it's a clean break, and um, I'll be out of this in a week. So it oh, like four weeks.
1: So, good. Yeah. Is it, ha- are you, have you been able to ride? I haven't ridden mainly,
0: not so much because of this, but because my butt hurt. Oh. <laughs> so it's like my hip and my ribs hurt. Nothing was broken, but they were bruised. So they were bruised? Yeah. And so I just thought, well... I'll hone my teaching skills instead of riding right now. There you
1: go. It's a good plan. So um, the first thing I kind of want to talk a little bit to you about is the importance of the foundation of dressage and I know growing up as an eventer, a low level eventer, um, the one thing I really didn't like doing was dressage. I thought it was boring. I wanted to go out for a really good gallop and and for me it was just way too slow. Now I have a much greater appreciation for it and I think it's incredible to watch and now I know what goes into the discipline and there is a great deal of discipline oh and gosh. a lot of training and a lot of fitness and everything that's really needed. But can you talk a little bit about why it's such an important foundation really for all disciplines?
0: Yes. Um, I think first of all, I want to say that I'm not a dressage expert, right? I'm a horsemanship expert and horse psychologist. And dressage for me is my passion, you know. And you and I are a little bit similar because I, you know, love going fast and jumping everything and eventing, And dressage, you know, I had to do. And I always thought it's just something you do when you're a little bit scared and you know.
1: <laughs> a bit of a chicken rider.
0: Yeah, and I had no idea how t- and how difficult it was and then as I you know so I I started doing dressage and my horse didn't want to and that's why I met Pat Pirelli because um, you know I was having a lot of trouble and so when I came back to dressage about 10 years ago because I'd been traveling and teaching natural horsemanship but then I thought I've got to get back to me you know what do I want to do and I was really shocked at how challenging it is and not to turn anybody off dressage but it's much more of a mental game than people realize and um certainly i didn't realize i thought it's just steer your horse around in circles how hard can this be (laughs) well it's really hard to do well but if you start looking at things like the scale of training and put everything next to that it's not just going around in circles it's rhythm relaxation contact Schwung, straightness, collection, right? And if you follow that, then you will train a horse gymnastically in a very correct way and in a in an empathetic way. It's not about get your head in and down
1: and, you know, make it's it It's relating to the yeah. horse, right? Yeah. Correctly, because yeah. you can be off and put the horse Absolutely.
0: Off. And, you know, we have a saying, it's like doing your body what what you want the horse to do in its body. And I know one of our sessions is going to be talking about posture and balance. But if you're crooked, how's the horse going to be straight you know you can straighten the horse all you want so I think you know some of the really important aspects of dressage's foundation is it teaches you to ride well and it teaches you to have feel and to gymnastically train a horse in a correct way without force when it's done you know properly through the scale of training absolutely and I think that's essential to anything really even Pat does it with his Western horses. Now he doesn't do what I do with my warm bloods, but he still is a great
1: fan of dressage and the principles of the scale of training. Yes, and cowboy dressage mm. is becoming quite a yes, quite very popular. a very po- yeah popular sport. Everyone's enjoying it and, and loving the whole. So I think that the, the the fact that you can link those two together, you know, and then and be a cowboy and not be maybe you don't want to wear that gear or <laughs> right exactly maybe <laughs> you know, that's not your cup of tea. Yeah, but you can do it. Cowboy style. Yeah, cowboy so, style. Yeah. Still
0: good training and and um, learning how to ride with better balance and rhythm and
1: all of strainers. those important yeah. things. Now you've trained with some of the great, some of the things mm, that I'm you've learned from some of them.
0: Well, Walter Zettel was my, my first um, trainer since I came back to dressage. Um, and when I say that, I never really left it, I was always passionate about it, but I wasn't training in it. You know, so then when I did about 10 years ago, I was lucky to be introduced to Walter Zettel. And he came and trained both Pat and I every other month for five days. I mean, it was pretty intense. Wow. And um, I remember saying to Pat, you know, I thought I was just going to have a lesson. And he said, you want to be good at this, don't you? I was like, yeah. He says, well, what makes you think one lesson every now and then is going to get you good at something? You have to immerse yourself and so the thing that walter really did uh he's the guardian angel of dressage horses is what he called himself and he's such an empathetic trainer everything's about the horse more giving than anything else and um, and the principles the more we talked about dressage and natural horsemanship the more we saw that the principles were so aligned you know just because we're doing something a little bit different on the way there doesn't mean that we don't have the same interest for, you know, the horse and the partnership. Same goals. Yeah. So, Walter really taught me that and he helped me uh, he rode my horses through me. And so I got to feel how he would ride and train. And um, then after that, um, he handed me on to Christoph Hess and we had him here, yes. you know, when we did the, um, the Dressage Summit a couple of months ago now, and um, Christoph is a stickler for the scale of training. And he really helped me to understand that so that I could be more empowered to train my horse. Instead of going, well, I don't know what to do unless I'm being given a lesson, he taught me how to think in terms of the scale of training and then train my horse gymnastically through that. Wow, mm. he's I've a lovely chap lucky. too. I yeah. so enjoyed it's one meeting one of the him. most positive dressage trainers I've ever I've ever experienced. Everything is to make it easy and to be to make it easy for the horse, not just the rider. So, how do you really get in tune with your horse in dressage? Um, well, the goal is harmony, right? And so, in Pirelli we we think about mental and emotional harmony as well as physical, and so. Um, The way that I think about it is, I'm doing this, how about you? So instead of telling my horse what to do, I just do it in my body. So the way that I sit, the length of my reins, and how I use my body for each of the gates, or the lateral movements, or bending, or whatever, is I do that. And then I, I help the horse to find how to be in harmony with that. It sounds really a little bit esoteric. But, you know, if I think about how I used to ride it before my natural horsemanship education, I used to just tell my horse what to do. I'd drive him from behind and I'd catch him in the front and I would use my reins and my legs and half-halts and all these things to get my horse to do things. But my horse was never happy, you know. I always had this like, you know, his mouth had displaced behavior or his ears were not right or there was tension or, you know, even though I was trying to do it nicely. And it wasn't until Walter and then Kristoff That I started to go, gosh, why am I riding this any differently from what I do in natural horsemanship? And so then, once I knew what I was supposed to do, I could do it and my horse would seek harmony. Horses want to be in harmony. That's what herds are about. If you ever see horses all spook at something and then take off, why don't they all run into each other? Right? They all try to go as a unit, right? As a group. And same thing with a mare and foal. And so, that's what we do. We
1: all wish that would have happened yes. in the Derby. Oh, yes. <laughs> a hom- harmonious yes. move together, rather than but in those situations, it's a little different than in the right. wild, for sure. But that's what we're looking
0: for, you know, is that the horse seeking the harmony and, and being able to find it. And horses are very motivated by comfort. And so if you're always fiddling with the bit and fiddling with your seat and your legs, horses can't find comfort. So you've got to go, you know, this is quiet when everything's going right. And then when it's not you fix it and then leave them alone again and then horses start to seek that
1: so when they start to feel you like a little off they immediately are off so yeah. if you're trying to kind of force something yeah then it's not going to work dressage and force should not even be in the same thing it's got to be a flow
0: yeah, a no, yeah and i think you know most of us don't realize how sensitive horses are and i'll often do a little exercise with students and go okay just ride on a loose rein along the rail and then they say now look at me and every horse will turn towards me. And they don't do anything else. So the horse can feel your head turn. What about if you've got one shoulder like this or one elbow like that, or you're sitting crooked, Uh or one leg's tighter than the other. And so I really see that dressage helps us with self-mastery in terms of balance and position and posture.
1: Incredible. There you go. The importance of dressage, what a foundation it is for all disciplines with Linda Pirelli. And we're on a series with Linda Pirelli, so we're going to have more for you on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show on 97.3 The Sky. We will be back at the same time next week with more equestrian news and interviews for you. Happy horsing around. Until next time.